You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur. Hello, good morning everyone. We are in UK and uh, we are doing today a wonderful podcast with the wonderful devotees. We are near London, near the manor. And today we are with Titikshu Das Prabhuji. He is born in UK in 1956. He studied in electronics and he met the devotee in 1974 in London. He was a guitar maker. He still makes guitar sometimes. And he joined in 1982. And he's in charge of doing all the major festival of Rata Yatra in UK another neighboring country i believe scotland or uh, ireland <laughs> which other country you do yeah not only in charge london okay but actually <coughs> the person at the end of the big room at soho street temple in london he's actually in charge okay he's, he's black and he stands at the end of the room <laughs> that's jagannath he's the real jagannath yeah Africa. he's the boss <coughs> but, but also he is a UAC, uk national council member and he also works for bbt and he, he does uh, uh organization of book distribution and uh, i just manage it's not actually BBT. it's the uk warehouse of warehouse from the bbt right so right, kind of, right somehow they asked the devotees asked they're very kind they asked me to to take take over the you know the management of that that's wonderful service so we because order we order the books in from the bbt yeah and we send them out to the temples we know that uh this book distribution was very very dear to Srila Prabhupada, so this is a very important and powerful service because people can uh you know, get in contact to understand what is the ultimate goal of life. But Titik Shoprabhu, we are very, very happy to have today to have you with us and doing this podcast. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and uh, your family, a little bit, whatever you want to share. Yeah, um, I grew up in a small town called Colchester, <coughs> which is about um, 50 miles northeast of London. It's near the port of Harwich. Okay. Uh, on, on the you know close to Europe that side and um, my mother was a school teacher and my okay. father he was a design engineer and, design uh, engineer uh, like uh, what was he designing airplane or car or um, he was industrial stuff um, oh industrial uh, I think they were called rotary vacuum filters um, okay. this thing about the size of a house which is used wow. for, in the oil industry for separating out the wax from oil and stuff like that I'm sorry maybe you can switch off the <laughs> so he was an engineer and uh, he was involved in designing those machines as well or also running in them yeah design designing yeah design okay so engineering design draft officially so he would um that's what he did. Nice. And you have brothers, sisters? I've got one sister. Okay. A couple of years younger than me. Nice. And she's in London? She's still there. Nice. In Colchester. Wonderful. 
So tell us about the service you're doing now. For example, you do a lot of Rata Yatra, I believe, eight to ten Rata Yatra in a year you're doing? Yeah, well, the, only the London one um, I was asked to manage. Okay. Um, but I've been looking after the Rathcarts. In fact, somehow or rather, I've been with Juggernaut <laughs> um, for 40 years. Nice. Because <clears throat> I visited the London Temple in 82. I vis well, first time I visited a temple was the manor in 1978, in March 78, and uh, it was only five months after Prabhupada left. Right. Um, I got given this book, The Science of Self-Realization, which had just been published, and that, you know, I wasn't really the same after that. <coughs> <coughs> then uh, that same year I visited the London temple. I tried to visit Berry Place. Um, devotees were still living there, but it had closed. And they got this new place, they said, go to Tensoa Street. So I went there, and it was a building site. What is now the temple room was just bare boards, uh, bare floorboards, the plaster was off the wall. And um, the devotees gave me this strange suite, uh, which I liked. <laughs> I later found out was a Manganati suite. Nice. Um, but at that time also, in 78, I met the devotees at the second festival of mind, body and spirit at Olympia in London, and I got a Bhagavad Gita there as well, in the 78. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, I think about 1979 or 80, I went to Soho Street, and I was, I, I got given this, this poster, and the poster was a collage of the different avatars of Krishna, there was Rama, there was Krishna, there was Varaha, <coughs> And, uh, you know, I knew who they were, but there was one of them that was this smiley face with big eyes and a big smile was there <laughs> on this poster. It was a collage of, uh, it wasn't photographs, it was someone had drawn them in nice. watercolour, you know. Nice. So I, I put this poster up on the wall in my workshop where I built, built guitars, and I'd be working away, and every now and then I'd think, Some, what's this? Someone's looking at me. I look up. And it was this face. <laughs> and I didn't know who it was. And then um, it came to, I was about 1982, and I, I, I went to visit Chaitanya College, it's a big temple we had here in the UK. And um, there was Jagannath. This is who this was. It was Jagannath. <laughs> uh, Jagannath was living there at that time. And the devotees said they found out that I knew some woodwork. So I got put to work building a Rathcart with some other devotees by a devotee called Mayeshvara, who come from America. And he'd just come from India because he'd, 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 built, a, um, he'd built a Rathcart in Bombay and then one in, I'm not sure where else, he did three in India, and then one in, Bom one in Bombay, one in Calcutta, and one in Bombay, and maybe there was another one. And then uh, he was asked by the, the local Acharya to come here and uh, build one here. So I got involved with that, and after after three weeks working on on this chariot, um, yeah, I, at that time, um, actually, Shiva Ramswami he tricked me into chanting uh, sixteen rounds, because <laughs> he was the temple president at the time, and I was behind him one morning in the uh, breakfast prasadam. I was behind him in the queue, and he turned to me and says, "Back to Tony, how many rounds are you chanting?" <laughs> and I said, uh, well, uh, 12 or 13, because I was just a guest, and we were working on the Rathcart from 9 in the morning till 9 at night. So I thought I was doing quite well. And he says, okay, 
So you have to chant 16 from tomorrow, otherwise you've got to leave. Oh my goodness. So then, from then on I was chanting 16 rounds a day. Um, and he also, he, 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 he um, very, very easily, he, very quickly and uh, painlessly, he cut my attachment for building guitars. He called me to his office and he said, uh, so why can't you join? And I said, well, I just spent five years learning how to make acoustic guitars and this and that. And he said, well, we've got 200 rooms here. I can send you to India and you can learn how to make harmoniums and you can come back and make my harmoniums. And I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. I just probably pulled a funny face because there's no, no real skill in building a harmonium. You, you just buy the bits and you make a, a wooden Put box and you just bolt it all together, you know. Yeah. And you know, I just didn't I didn't say anything. And then, then he said to me, he said, better to carve Krishna consciousness in people's hearts. And that I just saw, I just saw it for what it was. It was a completely selfish thing, you know. You know, that we don't have, the, we learn these skills. We don't have them. They're, you know, it's like, I saw myself like a monkey in a circus. <laughs> you know, the monkey in the circus that learns some trick. And it runs around, does its trick, and everybody claps, and <laughs> the monkey enjoys everyone clapping. So I just saw it like that. It was just a, a false ego thing. It was all about me. And yes, you know, it was better to carve Krishna consciousness in people's hearts. Absolutely. And I was able to let go of that whole thing. So that was a very significant thing. So you stopped making guitar at the time. Well, there was one devotee called Mahaksha, and mm -hmm. um, he, 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 he commissioned me to build a guitar for him. Nice. Um, so I built one last one uh, for this devotee. In the end, he didn't take it, and I still <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. You showed me last time. So I still got that. Nice. So, but basically, so, you went on building chariot. Yeah, and so then I joined, and my first service... Well, one of my first services was uh, I was sent to Soho Street as a temple commander. Okay. And the first thing I had to do was Chaitanya College had closed and the Rathcart was kept at Chaitanya College. So because it's Jagannath's paraphernalia, it now came under the care of Soho Street Temple in London, where Jagannath now resides. And they asked me to go and bring it down to the manor from Chaitanya College. So then I, I became the person who looked after the Rathcarts. Well, the, the Rath cart, we only had the one. So then I would look after it and, you know, take it to Rathiatras. So then um, after being Temple Commander, I joined Travelling in Sankatan. I became Sankatan leader at Soho uh, for a couple of years. And then um, I had to build a, a new Tulsi house on the roof of Soho Street. And um, obviously I had to to speak to Tulsi's Pajari. And so that, that's how I met my wife. And um, nice. we, we got married in 86. Um, and then uh, we carried on serving at Soho for a year or two. I briefly joined uh, the festival program with Trabuvanath. He'd just started a festival program up in 87, 88 time. Um, so I, I worked with him for a couple of, uh, for maybe a year, 
we did a couple of festivals, Oxford and Bristol. And then after that, um, I thought, well, what, what should we do? Um, I, I got a bus, actually, and I was kitting this bus out as a travelling temple. Um, the idea was to travel around doing, doing programmes and festivals with this bus. Nice. Um, but somehow that, that didn't really work out. And uh, so in 88, I decided the um, best thing would do, be to go to some city and try and open a temple. So I'd read about all these exciting uh, stories in, in the Lilamrita about devotees going out and opening temples and so many magical things happening. I thought, well, let, right. let us try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. But if it does, then sounds like an interesting thing yes. to do. Yes. Um, so we went to see Shiva Ramaswamy, who was the GBC then at that time, and said, well, we're thinking maybe we could go to some city like Liverpool and open a temple. And he said, right, I'm not going to let you go unless you promise to stay a minimum of five years. So he says, so go away and think about it, then come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, what's there to lose? Let's just go for five years and see sure. what happens. So we did, we went there, and we ended up staying 10 years in Liverpool. We, we managed to open a centre on the, um, the second most important shopping street, actually, in the city centre. And, uh, yeah, of course it was only rented, so after we, we left there in 99, 10 years later, um, the Scottish Yatra took over, and it was only a rented building, so after, after three years they closed it. Um, but there was a lot of potential there. And uh, during that time, we, we carried on doing the London Rathiatra. And um, I'd be asked to take the chariot to other Rathiatras as well. So there was Leicester, there was Dublin, there was um, a few other ones. Uh, and then Shiva Ramaswamy, he'd also become GBC of Hungary. <laughs> so then we were taking the, the Rathcart, we were driving down to Hungary and back every year. And then then doing Paris as well. With the same chariot? With the same chariot. Wow, yeah. so a lot of driving around. Yeah, um, and sometimes we were, then seven years we were doing Prague as well. And we also went to Euro Woodstock one year in Poland. Um, and then also in the UK we started doing other, other cities needed Rathiatras, so we would take the cart to Leicester, Birmingham, Cardiff, Brighton, uh, Dublin, Belfast. Like that. Nice. So driving around <coughs> like that. Yeah. Always ecstatic to see the people receiving the mercy of Jagannath and Prashada and the Holy Name and books. Yeah, so, yes, Rathiatra is very special. Um, Jagannath is in a very special mood um, on that day. Um, there is the there is the rasa or the um, the mood of meeting someone who you love, and then there's also that rasa of of being away of of, of being in separation from someone. But rathiatra is a mixture of those two rasas because the first rathiatra was when um, uh, there was a time of a solar eclipse. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
Krishna at that time was the king of Dwarka, and he came to this holy place to, of Kurukshetra to observe the holy to observe the uh, solar eclipse. Um, it's a customary thing to do, and, and also the uh, the gopis and the gopas they they come from Vrindavan um, with their cows and and they'd set up camp on the other side of Kurukshetra in in some wooded area, some forest area, and so Krishna had come. With sixteen thousand one hundred eight wives, <laughs> Krishna, Balaram, and Subhadra, a huge encampment, and they set up this huge like camp city. Um, but Krishna then he was uh, over a hundred years old, as one lived to be a thousand years old in the Dwarfa Yuga. So Krishna he was he was a hundred years old at that time. He hadn't seen the the gopis for almost a hundred years since he left to go to Dwarka. So they heard that he had arrived and, um, in Kurukshetra. And so they and their friends, they, they raced over. They ran over to the encampment of Krishna. And they just arrived. Krishna was on his chariot and so was Subhadra and Baladeva was on his chariot. And they spontaneously, they grabbed these chariots and they dragged them over to their side of Kurukshetra. So this is the first Rathiatra. <laughs> but... Um, Krishna, he wasn't the Krishna that they knew. So they were, fear, they were in this mood of meeting the beloved person, um, this rasa, this, this mood. Um, but he was the king of Dwarka. He wasn't the Krishna, the cowherd boy, who they knew. And so they were also feeling separation from Krishna. So this mood of simultaneous um, separation and meeting um, is considered greater, this mixture of these two rasas is considered greater than either one of them. And so this, this mood is present in, in Rathiatra. Um, the Jagadathi is ex experiencing ecstatic symptoms and he's so kind and merciful on that day, you know. Um, so merciful, in fact, uh, Shura Prabhupada, he said, he was talking to one life member once and they were talking about the time of death how at the time of death one sees one's whole life flash before one like a movie. And, uh, yeah, so they were, they were saying like that. And Srila Prabhupada said, yes, he said. And when the movie gets to the point where you see Lord Jagannath on the Rathcart, he said, at that time the movie stops and you go back to Godhead. <laughs> you see? That's beautiful. So this is the, this is the mood of, of Jagannath. He's very kind, he's very merciful. Um, some say he's actually the deity for Kali Yuga. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he bring, he's the Yuga avatar, he brings the Yuga Dharma. Of course, he's yeah. Krish, Radha and Krishna combined, he's a special yes. Yuga avatar. Of course. Um, but some say that, that Jagannath Patita Pavana, he's the, and of course, he was the first deity to appear outside India. Yes. In yes. San Francisco. And Prabhupada said that we should install Jagannath in all our temples Yes. at one point. And you can even have Jagannath installed without Baladeva and Subhadra with one temple in Canada where they did nice. that. Um, so, Rathiatra is one of the most important um, parts of, of, of Prabhupada's preaching strategy. That he opened temples, he translated Bhagavatam, distribution of books, distribution of prasadam. But Rathiatra was was this special um, thing, you know, a special festival that Prabhupada even performed as a child 
So he was very attached to Rathiatra. And it's very interesting because it's the one festival where um, more or less everything that the Hare Krishna movement does is available for the public to see. Yes. Um, there's public deity worship. There's kirtan, there's prasada, there's book distribution. You know, where, where else? Where else can people get darshan of Krishna unknowingly without having to go to a temple? They're just walking down the street and all of a yeah. sudden it's Krishna. So it's very special. So nice. Um, yeah, so in 1999, um, by that time we got a 10-year-old boy and a 3-year-old girl born in Liverpool. We thought better for them to move down by the manor because there wasn't much association for them in Liverpool. So we left Liverpool in 1999 and I came to the manor, I had no service at all. But then at that time they needed someone to take over managing the BBT warehouse and they asked me to do that. And also the next year I was asked to take over the whole of London Rathiatra um, because and they needed someone to do that. There wasn't anyone to do it. And uh, and of course, when we talk about uh, taking over the responsibility, it's not just making sure the chair comes. That means we had to get a permit, we had to get the police involved, we had to get the mayor involved, we had to get all these things. Yeah, to correct. Raise, <laughs> raise all the funds. It's not just it's not just bringing the chair there and do the festival. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I, I you know. Yeah, we had to raise the funds as well. So yes. we started doing uh, mail shop fundraising. It was quite, it was some strange things started happening actually. Um, <laughs> we started fundraising because the festival, after I agreed to take on managing the festival for, for, the, for the temple, they then informed me that it was £4,000 in debt <laughs> afterwards, after I agreed. And so I borrowed another 4000 from the temple uh, for the, you know, to um, start the fundraising. So we started with £8,000 down <laughs> in year 2000. So the first year we, we put the festival on and we did the fundraising and there was £25,000 left over at the end. Not bad. And the same in 2001. Not bad. And the same in 2002. So there's £75,000 sitting in the bank. Nice. So I'm thinking, what's Juggernaut want? He must want something. Absolutely. What is it? What is it? <laughs> I'm thinking like this. And then we get a phone call from the department, the government department that runs Trafalgar Square. This is in 2002 or three, And they were asking everyone who uses Trafalgar Square to come down for a uh, consultation meeting. And they had a model of Trafalgar Square in a, in a, in a glass box on a table. And what they'd done... Uh, the proposals were that they were going to change Trafalgar Square. Previously, tra Trafalgar Square was like a round, a traffic island, like a roundabout with four lanes of traffic going all the way around it. And what they were proposing was that they were going to take out the top bit um, between there and the National Gallery, between the square and the National Gallery. Mm -hmm. Those four lanes of traffic were then going to be made a plaza, like a part of the square, and they were going to put a big load of steps in. I thought to myself, that's interesting. <laughs> you could put three Rathcarts on there. <laughs> of course, we never had three. Yeah. You know, we, we, you couldn't put them on the bottom. 
there was no room on the bottom of Trafalgar Square to right. put three carts. So I thought that that's interesting, but I thought, hmm, we've got twenty five, we've got thirty thousand, you know, seventy five thousand pounds. I mean, each cart would cost about twenty five to build. So maybe this is we what Jonathan wants. I don't know. <laughs> so then the following January, the police called us for a meeting. Normally, we would have to speak to the police three months before. We'd have to go and find them in March. We'd have to phone up. We'd have to make appointment to see them and get the permission. So previously, I used to joke with the police officer in charge. I used to say to him, um, you know, if we had three carts, it would be much easier to manage the festival, the procession. It would be much easier, you know. Of course it wouldn't, but I, was, I just used to joke with him like that, that it would be easier if we had three. Um, and he, said, he would always say to me, look, there's enough chaos with one. I'm never going to let you have three carts. So anyway, this year, this chap, um, Stuart his name was, an inspector, he called us. So myself and Para Makaruna, we went down. We think, why is he calling us? We went down and we went in the office and he said, so, he says, how many carts are you going to have this year? And we said, well, one. And he said, just like it was his own idea, like he'd never heard me say it, nothing. He just said, well, I think you should have three because it would make the procession more manageable. This is what he said. <laughs> so we nearly fell off our chair. Our chairs were sitting there. You know, we couldn't believe what he was saying. So then that was it. We went ahead and we built the two other carts. Um, but... You know, if Jagannath wants something, if Krishna wants something, it will happen, Absolutely. whether we like it or not. Absolutely. I mean, for us, it was, it was, when, for many years, I was thinking it would be so nice to have three carts. But it was just like a dream. It was an impossibility for us <laughs> because we didn't have the cash. There was no cash. Before I took over the festival, we had to beg from the temples to just buy some paint every year. So there was no cash. <laughs> There's no way of getting any funds. Um, there's nowhere on Trafalgar Square to put three carts. And the there's no way the police would give us permission. Um, but yet, Jagannath gave us the cash. More than enough. Nice. Um, Jagannath arranged for Trafalgar Square to be changed. And then he changed the mind of the police officer. So then we had three carts. We're just instrument in the hand of perfect master. Yeah, I mean, we we can't Amazing. you know we can't do it. It's only by the kindness of the devotees actually that we have That's any true. service. That's true. There's something we try to remember. Yeah. You know that, that we don't have a right. You know, at any moment, you know, at any moment, Krishna can take that service away from us. Absolutely. But um, it, it's a huge privilege. Um, to have any service and it's only by the mercy of the Vaishnavas that we have any service at all so it's a very special it's a great honor to have some little service to do so uh, what about this uh, you know <clears throat> in India we do all the Ratayatri in the same day because the Panda of Jagannapuri they passed a resolution that we should have a festival in the same day and I believe also they wanted us to do it all over the world but they can't because, you know, we outside of India, they cannot enforce it. So I don't know if you know anything about this. Maybe 10, 15 years ago, one of the, um, 
one of the, one one of the I don't know what he was something to do with the Jagannath Puri temple. Yeah, the panda. One, the panda. one of the pandas. He was a professor as well. Okay. He wrote. He got my email. He wrote to me and he said, "Why you don't have on the same day? Mm-hmm. This is an offence or something like that." Um, so I, I wrote a letter. I mean, it was a great honour for someone from Jagannath Puri, you know, one of the Purushottama Vasis, to to write to me. You know, <laughs> I, I thought, wow, you know. So I, thank, I thanked him. You know, that I said that that um, I'm so honoured that you have written that someone from Puri is writing all the way here to London. Um, and I explained to him that we would, <coughs> we would love to do Rathiatra on the same day as Puri. Um, but because the cult of Jagannath is not as developed as it is in India, um, we don't have the following and the government would never give us permission to do it on a weekday because quite often it would fall on a weekday. Um, they'd never give us permission to clog up the city uh, with with a few hundred people, a few thousand. If we had, and the only and the only way that we're going to be able to increase the devotees of Jagannath is to keep holding Rathiatra whenever we can. Um, you know that uh, in the West. It's whenever you can get permission. Uh, it's, not, it's not an ordinary thing to get permission. It's difficult a lot of the time. Yes. So I explained like that. And I also mentioned to him that if all the devotees all over the world had to do, jug- jug- had to do Rathiatra on the same day, <laughs> none of them could come to Puri. Yes. Um, but as it is, we, you know, devotees can come to Puri and... and and worship the Lord on Rathiatra in Puri. And, uh, you know, that wouldn't be possible if we all had to do it on the same day. Yes. Um, and also it would mean, you know, even all over India, that less devotees would be coming to Puri. It would actually, actually um, you know, diminish the Puri Rathiatra. Whereas instead, of the, the way it is, that, uh, you know, we can all go. We can all do our own Rathiatra and go to Puri. So you have no objection for that. I never heard back. I wrote the letter, <laughs> very polite. I tried, nice. you know. I, I never heard anything. Um, yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, Lord Jagannath is so wonderful. The Rathiatra, the people, anybody who has darshan of Jagannath can make some advancement, receive prasadam and books, and we, they can hear the only name yeah. as well. I mean, we, we have the unique opportunity to be able to see through the eyes of the most merciful Acharya that has walked this planet for many thousands of years. And that, that is his Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada. Because one thing I've noticed through through reading, of course, I never met him. So, through reading Lilamrita and uh, letters and conversations and hearing stories from his disciples, that he would see in every situation how to turn that situation for the most benefit 
of the population at large, whoever or whatever it was. Yes. Um, so, having Rathiatra whenever you can is more important than not being able to have it because you can't have it on the right day. <laughs> Absolutely. Therefore, it's more, it's more mercy. Yes. It was all about how to get the holy name, how to get prasada, how to get books to the maximum number of people, how to bring others to Krishna. That's the mission of Lord Chaitanya. Prithivideche Jaturadhanudikram. He said, wherever you go, my name will be heard in every town and village. So There's so many examples of Prabhupada's mercy. Um, one of them, there was, um, he was at the manor. I heard this story. He was at the manor and he had maybe 20 disciples were there in his room with him. And there was a, a visiting Mayavadi was visit, visit, came to see Prabhupada. And he, he, he talked about Mayavad philosophy. And then at the end, he gave out a leaflet to all the devotees. Or he gave out a bunch of leaflets to Prabhupada to give. So then he went. And then Prabhupada, he, he, he told them, pass all the leaflets out to the devotees. So they passed them out. And then Prabhupada said, now turn them over. This is blank on the back. This is uh, Surf Prashad. <laughs> so he was... Using everything. He was using it. So that person, he, he was a Mayavad, but he got some mercy. He got some... Yeah. He did some unknown service. Another time, this, this extreme mercy, you know, devoid of any false prestige or ego or anything. Um, one devotee came to Prabhupada in his rooms and he said, I want to get divorced. And Prabhupada said, yeah, okay. <laughs> so then uh, I think it was Shrutakirti or somebody was there and he, he, he's, the, the devotee went and, Prabhupada, and he said to Prabhupada, I, said, well, I thought we don't have divorce. And you said, <laughs> you said he could get divorced. And Prabhupada said, yes, I could see he was going to do it anyway. So therefore, better for me to give him permission than for him to make Guru Aparad. So what kind of mercy is, I mean, that's extreme. Yeah. To consider, you know. The position of the devotees. Yeah, not considering I'm the Guru, I've given this command, yeah. you shall not get divorced. Yeah. You know, it wasn't about Prabhupada. It was about, oh, this poor, this poor soul, he's, he's going to do it anyway. Better he doesn't make Guru Aparad and gets a reaction. So it's Amazing. like such, was. A, 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 such, such a merciful soul. Yeah. Every situation was used for the benefit of others. I guess that's the difference between the Acharya and ordinary living entity. The intense desire to reconnect the lost living entity in the material world with the Lord and make them a little bit spiritual advancement. So that that vision Srila Prabhupada had and wherever he went, he, he was able to implement that vision. Also he used to see people as a spirit soul, not as whatever they were in the material body. So, so tell us uh, any more, uh, any particular pastime you had with Jagannath while doing Rata Yatra, some particular situation where it happened that you know, without the mercy of the Lord, this wouldn't work or something. Something. I'm sure that you have some experience in your mind. Um, 
when I first got married, I thought, great. I got someone here who knows how to sew. We can make a new Rathcart canopy. <laughs> <coughs> so the canopy before um, was made out of um, thick plastic. Like you have on these big trucks, you have a curtain side. Yeah. Curtain side a truck. I don't right. know if you've seen these things. Yeah, I did. This very heavy plastic. Very heavy plastic material. So it was made out of that. And, of course, red just goes pink anyway with the sun. Yeah, it so looks colour. It was about, f it was made in 82, so this is 86, so four years old. Um, and I thought, let's find something which is brighter and looks nicer. And so we didn't have the internet. There's no internet in 1986. Yeah, no internet. No internet. Nothing. You, you had to find everything out, you know, by asking people, by looking in libraries and looking in catalogues. Um, mail order things and so I thought well, what about this nylon so at that time um, sleeping bags and and warm coats they were made out of this nylon which was called it was called ripstop it had little squares in it yeah. in the nylon so that if you tore it it only went to the next square <laughs> but it was shiny it looked it would look like silk silky looking I thought I wonder where we can get that from so not far from the um, temple in London is an area called Covent Garden. And there's all kind of cultural things. And mm -hmm. it, used to be a, it used to be a flower, fruit, fruit and vegetable and flower market um, up until the 70s. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it turned into like a, a, a kind of new age area with lots of shops and stuff. Like. So we were walking through there one, one day and we saw this shop called the Kite Shop. <laughs> and... They sold bits of this ripstop nylon for making kites. Right. Um, so we went in there and spoke to the guy and he said, where can you get this from? Yeah. And he said, well, I've got a contract with a couple of manufacturers. They, they make um, hot air balloons and they make parachutes <laughs> out of this stuff. And there's a, there's a regulation um, that if there's so many faults per 100 metres in the cloth, in these rolls of cloth, uh, then it has to be rejected for health and so for safety reasons. They cannot use it if it's got any faults yes. in it. Yeah. So he said, so they just send me offcuts of this stuff, you know, for make. I sell it to people to make kites. And I said, oh, we, we need a big roll of red and a big roll of yellow. <laughs> and we need it to be um, five feet long. So we don't have to have a join in the middle of the canopy. You know, we didn't want to have more than one join. We've got one join up the middle yeah. of the canopy going from top to bottom. And we didn't want to have to sew, you know, three bits together. And we knew that cloth could come in in 60 inch, five foot lengths. Um, but quite often it's only, it was like a meter, which is 48 or it was yeah. smaller. It was um, a yard or something or four foot. Um, Anyway, he said, uh, he said, yeah, it, it doesn't come that big. Um, but I don't know. We never get big, big amounts like that. We just get these offcuts. But, you know, come in, you never, you know, ju just check up every now and then. So I think it was a week later or two weeks later, we were walking past the kite shop and, you know, charting some rounds and that. I thought, oh, let's go in and see him. <laughs> so we walked in 
And the guy, he looked at us and he nearly fell over. His eyes were big and he, and he said, you'll never guess what happened. He said, a big roll of red came in and a big roll of yellow and they're five foot long. They're a big size. He said, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so we bought them off him. <laughs> and uh, it was just what we wanted, what we needed. Amazing. And then, then we were walking uh, we were walking through there maybe two weeks later, a week later. We walked past there. We thought we'd take the guy some prashadam. Because we were in Doti and Sari all the time. He only saw us as devotees with Tilak on. And, and we went there. And the place was closed. It was gone. It was all shut up and gone. The, the shop was empty. It was just bare boards in there. We looked through <laughs> the window. There was nothing there. It was all gone. Amazing. So somehow this shop had just manifested, <laughs> given us this clock. The supply there, Lord Jagannath, disappear. So, so many magical things happen when we do service for the Lord. There's another time. Uh, for some years we were doing the festival ending in Battersea Park by the river. And um, one, th one incident happened there, actually. Um, this is by the river. Mm -hmm. uh, it used to be quite late. We used to have this big kirtan at the end till 9.30. You know, and then we'd be packing the cart up and it would be getting dark. And of course, all the devotees would go and there'd just be like two or three of us left to pack Put the cart together. away, get it back to the manor. And this, this particular night, everyone had gone and there was a fog a fog had come off the river as the Thames was just there by Battersea Park. And it was foggy and it was dark and there, was no, there were no lights in the park where we were because if you didn't get the cart loaded, you couldn't see what you were doing. Right. It was dark. And we were, we were, we were, we were completely wiped out, the three of us. <laughs> and uh, the way we used to load the cart in those days, we used to have these um, steel, steel ramps actually and they were they were made out of six mil six mil by 50 mil angle iron so six mil thick 50 mil angle and it was, it was a big a big wheel stand with a steel ramp on it an rsj ramp on it um and they were heavy it took three three of us if we were lucky lift to lift these up they weighed they they were a good good weight um and we, we'd had it, we were, we were finished. And we, we just couldn't, we couldn't lift these. And we'd sort of been up since three or something and it was now 10 at night. And uh, so out of the fog, this huge guy appeared. <laughs> I don't know who he was. He came over, he said, are you having trouble there? <laughs> and, and he just picked these things up. It took three of us to lift one of these. He just picked them up and put them on the truck. Uh, we never found out. He just, we never found out who he was. He, <laughs> he, um, he just wandered off and disappeared into the fog again. So we don't know who this personality was. Amazing. So how you feel like the Rathayatra will continue for many, many years? But my question to you is, are you training some people to also participate in this? Because we are getting old. Yeah. Um, one thing, I learn a few things by watching the police, how they work. And um, you know, one thing they do is that, um, there's two, two things that they do. Um, 
sometimes the police would, you know, there'd be one, there'd be one uh, junior, a junior policeman. He'd be in charge of the whole procession, in charge of sergeants and inspectors and the whole thing. And um, I was talking to them about it, and they said, well, the way we work is that whoever's qualified, whoever's best at doing the job, even if they're only a, a junior officer or a junior policeman, they'll do it. Um, we'll let them do it, and, and they'll be in charge. So it's a question of, of utilising the skills. Absolutely. So that was very interesting. And the other one was that they said that they, um, in the police, no one is ever in charge of more than seven people. You never have more than seven people under you. And that's the same in the army as well. They were because me. they can monitor you too. Because you can't have a working relationship with, with more than seven people. people. This is what they concluded. That's nice. So we split. So when I heard that, I, I split the Rathiatra into seven departments. Or teams. We call them teams. Yeah. Team leaders. It sounds more friendly. Nice. So, yeah, so... Um, yeah, also, every, every, everyone has to have a number two. Everyone has to have someone they're training who assists them. Um, up until a couple of years ago, I had two number twos, as I figured for the person who's overseeing it that you, you, you need a couple of deputies. Uh, unfortunately, Paramakaruna Prabhu left his body at the age of 50, which was unexpected. Very young. But I still have another devotee, Damlar Krishna. He's... He knows how to get all the permissions. He knows how to how it all works. So if anything happens to me, yeah, I can carry on. It's very important. So thank you so much for giving us all this wonderful information. Is is there any question I did not answer you, or there is something more you like to say to our audience? I don't know how long they got. Oh, we got another few minutes, so you can tell something about. Whatever you like to share. How we can become a better devotee? Let me ask you this question. Because uh, we are always improving. Every day we're trying to improve. And everybody's trying to, from whatever level they are, trying to always move forward. Um, Shri Prabhupada's mood, from what I can, I can see, was always how... How can we bring others to Krishna? And that means all the way home back to Godhead. Yes. And my understanding is that that is the Yuga Dharm. Um, sometimes you ask devotee, what's the Yuga Dharm? And they say, oh, it's chanting Hare Krishna. Mm. Um, but I would say that that's only part of it. It's not all of it. Um, because it's, it's about giving it to others. Yes. Um, you know, Chaito Dharpana Marjanam, first instruction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, it's congregational ch chanting. Prabhupada translates it as, as, as congregational chanting. And also in the Nectar of Devotion and the 64 uh, Process of Devotional Service, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu summarizes five, one of them is chanting Hare Krishna, but Prabhupada yes. writes congregational chanting in Nectar of Devotion. So Prabhupada qualifies what congregational chanting means. It means going out for the benefit of others. So therefore we can conclude that chanting of Japa, association of devotees, um, 
the morning program, the studying of the Bhagavatam, all, all these activities we do, is to bring us to that point of giving it to others. Um, just like if you have a glass of water, a glass, you, you keep filling it, eventually it will overflow. So it would seem to me that uh, by filling ourselves up with Krishna, either with prasadam or with you know with the ho with with the prasadam, with the holy name, with with Bhagavatam, with whatever means we have to to get Krishna inside us through the through the ears, through the mouth, however we can get Krishna inside. At a certain point, we overflow, and so it would seem to me that. That that is the that is the goal of of the devotee is to become overflowing with Krishna consciousness, <laughs> so that people can take it and move into a better position in life and eventually go back home back to Gali. Nice. So preaching is the essence. Mm. Purity is the force. Book are the basis. But to be practical. So how do you see the movement moving on from the beginning to now? There have been so many changes, so many improvements, so many devotees, so many temples open, so many books distributed, and so many different levels of preaching from internet to yoga studio to this and that. So how do you see the future of our movement? How we can... Well, the reality is it's it's ever expanding yes this is a reality whatever you know however maya is trying to attack you know then uh, it's it's not really making any difference the overall picture is that krishna consciousness is ever expanding yeah um that you know there will be there will be ups and downs, there always are. Always. One analogy that I popped into my head one day was that the mission coming from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is like um, it's like the soul, it's eternal. Yes. And uh, you know, ISKCON, the institution, is like, a bo it's like the body because the yes. body carries the soul in the material world. Yes. So, just like even the body of Srila Prabhupada would get sick from time to time. So similarly, the, the body of Iskon, which is carrying the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, may suffer from some sickness here and there. But overall, it's very fit and healthy. <laughs> yes. I think as long as we remain sincere and honest with ourselves and mm. others and keep the mission of Lord Chaitanya <coughs> and Srila Prabhupada in focus, we will be able to overtake any difficulty. I think we also have to be very mindful of appreciating every, every devotee. Absolutely, yes. And respecting all others. Yes, they're all in different levels, but still we everybody's contributing and making his level best attempt. Like when when we go and get permission for Rathiatra, we we try and see that 
before this person is a police officer or a cat or a or a government official, their spirit soul that needs Krishna, and we're trying to relate pe to people as them, as opposed to the position. Absolutely. Um, and you can actually feel that they they pick up on that and yes. they respond. Yeah, we we get so much goodwill from uh, the government officials. Um, we're always giving them cakes and mangalati sweets and that's our weapons <laughs> well it's insurance <laughs> it's like you want to do a rathiatra okay you take out some insurance here you, you make sure you give them cakes and uh, yes. mangalati sweets so that a, works always it's insurance <laughs> nice okay any message you like to give to the listener of today's podcast of Radio Mayapur any special message or reminder or whatever is in your heart well if you're in Mayapur get up yeah. the Jagannath Mandir quick <laughs> we have listeners from all over the world from Australia New Zealand and Japan everywhere that yeah um, somehow try and put on Rathiatra Try and nice. give, try and give Krishna to others. That that's the actual yoga dharma, the actual nectar of Krishna consciousness is experienced when you try and give Krishna to others. Like everyone you meet, Prabhupada said, everyone you meet, you tell about Krishna. Of course, you can't do that directly with everyone yes, you meet. Yes, yes. But yes. I found that that if you have, if you try and keep that in your mind, then Krishna sends people. Absolutely. I find so many times. And I've got friends also like that who, who find that. That if you're open to wanting to try and help others out of this horrible material world, Krishna will send them. Yes. Krishna will send them. No, no, there's no, no uh, argument about there's that. No <laughs> there's no shortage. There's no plenty of supply. No question. If you yeah. want to help others, Krishna will arrange Krishna it. Krishna will arrange it, yes. We just have to have that. Um, so where to become, in other words, the catalyst by which we can connect people with Krishna, with the Lord. Just have to, yeah. Um, it's nothing special. We just repeat, we're just the instrument. Like the Prabhupada said, like the postman. We are the postman, yes. <laughs> what someone does with, does with it, that's their business. Yes, yes. We just try and deliver. I think also it's very important that we ourselves remain in that fire of Krishna consciousness by practicing what we preach. Mm. In other words, we have sadhana, we chant the holy sure. name, we read proper books. We are inspired ourselves because that way other people will feel inspired. So I'd like to thank you very much, Titikshu Prabhu, for today's podcast and I hope to see you in Mayapur soon. Please do listen to our Radio Mayapur and Give us feedback and thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada. Jai. Shri Prabhupada ki Jai. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhupada. You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur.